Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, back again. And let me tell you, we are here to talk about the New York Jets. We're here to talk about the draft recap, things that happened, things that went on. Man, it is going to be a blast. This team is really changing. Uh, Things are moving. Things are moving forward. We're in a better direction. We got ourselves a new young quarterback. It's just so much to cover. So I'm going to go ahead and get right to it. Listen, people, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up, okay? I'm fired up, man. Listen, we are fresh off the draft. We've got, we've got some new players in. We made some moves. We're really boosting. We're really, you know, getting the talent up on this football team. So we're going to get into it. Um, also, you can catch my show as well on Blog Talk Radio live, okay, on Blog Talk at The Long Beach Joe Show on Blog Talk Radio. Also, everyone, I'm on iTunes as well. You know what I'm saying? My show goes to iTunes as well. It's The Long Beach Joe Show. Um, you know, if this is your first time watching me stream while, you know, I'm streaming here on YouTube, um, it's Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets, I do stream on YouTube while I do my live radio show. I love going back and forth with everybody, so you can check out my YouTube there. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter as well at the, you know, show's page, The Long Beach Joe. Uh, that's the page, so please go there. You can also follow me on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's my personal Twitter. I love going back and forth with everybody. So please, folks. You know, again, follow me across those platforms, man. Follow me across those platforms. So we're going to get into it, okay? We're going to get into it right off the bat. I want to talk to you folks about this draft. I mean, listen, if you had any questions about Joe Douglas, if you had any questions about the direction of this football team, if you had any questions about where we were going as a team, he should have put that to rest in his draft for you. He made a lot of great moves, and not only did he make a lot of great moves, but he also did what it took to, you know, support our young quarterback that we have in the building. So he did his thing. I want to applaud. I really, really, really want to applaud Joe Douglas, okay, off the bat. I just want to give him a hand. I want to give him a hand because this man really did his thing, and he got players at great value in this draft that, I'm telling you, a lot of people are not going to really realize what we did here until these guys are on the field moving their thing. So the first pick, of course, Zach Wilson. That was widely reported before. Um, You know, I think that Zach is a solid quarterback. He's coming here. He's got a great arm, Um, you know, football IQ, a guy that's a hard worker. You know, know, we're going to see how he works out here. I know a lot of people think that, you know, oh, he's going to get eaten up by New York. And I don't, I don't think so. I think this kid's coming in. He's going to be surrounded with Sulla, our offensive coordinator as well, LaFleur. And, again, Joe Douglas has put some guys in front of him to help protect him, which I'll get to as well. So I thought it was a solid pick. Everybody knows I was a big Justin Fields guy. It was kind of crazy to me to see him slide just a little bit. But, you know, hey, we got Zach Wilson in the building. The kid, you know, looks like he, he's ready to go. <laughs> he looks so young. It looked like he was going to prom. <laughs> when he got drafted, it looked like he was going to prom. But I really, really uh, like the selection. It's solid, um, and I'm ready to move forward with him, man, because this kid has some 
he's got some ability. Like I said, that arm, whew, this kid can throw the ball for real. So I like that. Now, the second pick that we made in the first round, this was something I really loved. Um, we ended up moving up from 23. Uh, we gave the Vikings two third-round picks and the 23rd pick to move up to 14. And we also got a fourth-round pick, you know, as well in the deal for, for compensation. And we took Algevira Tucker. Listen, man. Listen, let me tell you something. When I tell you that this was a fire move, when I tell you that I was beside myself, when we ended up with Vera Tucker, fire! Oh, man. This was something else. This move, this was an exciting move. Um, everyone knows I'm a big SC guy, but, you know, I'm not a homer. I keep it real over here. I, I talk about Chuma Doga all the time. I think he's terrible. But there's guys in this draft that I looked at. Amon Ra was one of them that I really liked. But I talked about ATV quite a bit. The thing is, is that as the draft came about, right, as we got closer, I said to myself, I don't think he's going to be there. I really, really don't. I don't think Veritek is going to be there. I don't think he's going to be on the board. You know, might as well just kind of look for other guys. Maybe, you know, Tevin Jenkins is going to be there. All these guys are going to be there. Joe Douglas got aggressive in this draft, traded up, and got himself one of the top offensive linemen in this draft. It was a shocker. I didn't think that he would move up. Even when I talked about uh, moving up, trading up in this draft, I only thought he would trade up like three spots, to be completely honest. But no, he traded up, got up to 14, and did his business and made sure he got the guy that he wanted, got the guy that he coveted. And, you know, we're going to talk about it with the callers as well tonight. Again, 515 is the number. Call in. I'm going to get to everybody in just a second. I just want to cover a couple of the first picks and, you know, talk about my takes from that. There's so much negativity surrounding this move up for Vera Tucker. It blows my mind, okay? And, uh, you know, I know some of it is coming from different spaces and different places. A lot of people wanted to bash this draft for the Jets. I don't understand it. All year long. Matter of fact, for the last two damn years, longer than two years, I've been talking about how bad the offensive line was for probably my last five to six years, right? I've been talking about it consistently. So now we do this. We move up, right? We say to ourselves, hey, this offensive line, this bad line can't happen if you want to have a young quarterback here and have him be supported. You don't want a guy running around like Sam did his entire damn career. You don't want that. You want to do whatever it takes to make sure that your young quarterback is comfortable back there in the pocket. We move up, get one of the top linemen in the, in the draft, only, getting, only using two-thirds. When you look at the Chicago Bears move, when they moved up to get fields, they gave away way more than that to move up nine slots. What is the issue? I don't understand it. I'm confused here. Two third-round picks, we swap picks, and we get a fourth-rounder back, and we get one of the top linemen in the draft. What is the problem? The offensive line sucks, sucks. We all know that it sucks, okay? Did we have issues at guard? Absolutely we did. Absolutely. Did we want to have Ben Roten or Lewis back starting as one of one of that, that left guard position next to Beckton? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. 
and he's going to be our Debo Samuel-like wide receiver, and we're going to absolutely destroy people. I like this pick. I do. I understand some, some that may have issues with it. I get it, but I like this pick. I like this pick. I like him being brought in. I like what we've done. I'm going to get to the callers, of course, in the fourth round. We all know Michael Carter was taken. I was a little shocked at that running back uh, pick there. You know, we also took Jamin Sherwood. We got Michael Carter as well, the corner from Duke. Jason Pinnock was taken, you know. I mean, we, we, we got some guys. Hamza Neraldine as well. In the sixth round, we took him, linebacker from Florida. We also took Jonathan Marshall, another D-tackle from Arkansas. So we, we did our things here. We really did our things, and I thought I think that we really, really, really had a solid draft, and we made a lot of, lot of leeway, man, particularly offensively. I like a lot of the things we did. Also got some undrafted guys, and we'll continue to cover that throughout the rest of the show. Kenny uh, Yaboa from the tight end from Ole Miss. Um, Gunn, the corner from Oregon State. Rasheed Jr. got Edge from Oregon, who I think could come in and, and be solid here. We got so many guys. Ferguson from Air Force. Hodge from BYU. There's so many guys we got that were solid, man. I think that Joe Douglas did a solid job here. I really, really do. And if I have to grade this draft, you know, I don't like to give out high grades. I want to be hard on people. I want to be tough on, on Joe Douglas and the general manager, as a general manager. But I'm going to say that he's, he's got an A. I'm going to give him an A in this draft. I really, really am. I think he hit a lot of spots, man, a lot of spots. There are some questions, other places, but I think he did a solid job here. I really, really do. So I'm going to go ahead and get to these lines immediately. I'm going to go to my guy, Rich. Rich, I'm coming directly to you, my man. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling into the show. 661, I'm coming directly to you. Give me your thoughts on the New York Jets draft selection of Zach Wilson. How are you feeling about this pickup? To be honest, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm ready to get this system. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to run through a brick wall, man. And you know what? I'm going to say out the gate, this is going to be a hot take. The Jets receiving call is the best in the, in the, in the AFC East. Whoa. <laughs> okay. 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 You coming out. You're coming out huge. I like this. I like this. He's coming with A. Now, look, first off, I want to thank you for calling in, JJ. You know, we love, I love going back and forth with you about this situation. So when you, look at, when you look at this draft, again, talking to you about Zach Wilson, there's a lot of people that look at him and say, hey, this kid, he's got some traits, he's got a solid arm, but they're a little bit concerned about his footing here in New York. Do you believe that the pressure and all the expectations that he could succumb to those things. Do you believe that he'll be able to succeed with all the pressure and everything on top of him? Well, um, absolutely. From what we've seen from the media, he handled the media very well. And, again, Mm -hmm. when you look look to what he said, he has a chip on his shoulder, and he says he has to prove everyone wrong who doubts him. You know what? It's the same – that that same – the Jets. Um, the Jets always look. Everyone looks at the Jets as the underdog, and like they don't think he has. Everyone's looking at him as a Jet, 
So you know what? I think he fits perfectly, and I can't wait when he changed his whole thing around about the Jets and the Yeah, absolutely. Now, my final question for you, Jay, and you know I love talking to you, man. If you had to grade this Jets draft, what is your final grade for it? You know, um, you know, I would love, I would love to have a number of um, linemen, but you know what? I'm just gonna give in and say A minus. Respect that take. I respect that take. I respect it. Okay. Give this man a hand. Listen, Jay, this was a heck of a call from you, my man. I got to get to these lines. They're cooking, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Uh, Jets up. Guys, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about it. So many solid picks. So many things going on. We're going to keep getting to these lines. They're heating up again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. Listen, when you call in, do not call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up, all right? Don't do that. I have you in a queue. I can see you. I will get to everybody. We've got quite a bit of callers, but everybody's going to get their takes in. I want to respect everybody's time, all right? Also, when you call into my show, listen, don't curse, because I'll get you out of here. I'm talking fast. Fast. Faster than we've got my... Joe Douglas is in the building making moves, doing his thing. That's what I'm talking about. This is a new time. McCagnin, you're done. You're gone. Now we're moving forward. I'm going to go to my guy E next on the line. To my guy E, I already know he's ready for takes. I'm fired up. Listen, E, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. E, give me your thoughts, man. Vera Tucker, how are you feeling about that trade-up? Yeah, I love the trade, man. I love the trade-up. You know, you got to go. got to be aggressive sometimes. You got to be, you know, get your guy baffles me that everyone's, you know, saying this is a bad move, but apparently mm-hmm. uh, the Jets' offensive line got fixed last night. I mean, like, oh, Sam doesn't have enough supporting cast. We finally get Wilson's supporting cast. Oh, well, you know, maybe you want, you know, another two third-round picks. Like, come on, man. Like, he's the best guard in the draft. You know, it was important for us to get him. you got to be aggressive, like I said. So, yeah, love the move, man. How could you not? Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what I said. I don't understand the negativity surrounding the move. I just feel like a lot of people just want to nitpick. That's really how I feel. I feel like a lot of people just want to find some way to attack the New York Jets any way that they can, and that that's just it. Hey, well, you should have kept the two third-rounders. Dude, those two third-round picks to move up, and we got a fourth back in compensation. It's insanity to me. Like, I just I don't understand what the problem is. The offensive line has been bad for years. We finally addressed it, and now it's, well, that really doesn't matter. Guard isn't really that big of a deal here in the NFL. It's like, what are you guys – are you crazy? Have you seen these other – you guys literally were screaming for Joe Thune. We talk about the impact of multiple – Quentin Nelson, all the things that he's done. Like, all these guards. that Guard matters. Offensive line matters. Okay? <laughs> like, what is the problem here? Watching us last season, how could you look at – what happened to us last season up front offensively and think, oh, yeah, you don't really need an offensive lineman that bad. What? What are you talking about? That's just, it's insanity to me, E. I just, I just don't understand it, man, and I'm just tired of that. Now, when you look at this situation, right, we moved up, we got Vera Tucker. 
Who do you think ends up, you know, having to watch their watch over their back? Who is the guy you think is going to get cut off this offensive line now that he is, you know, pretty much going to be starting at left guard? Uh, definitely Alex Lewis. I mean, there is like a weird – not only is he just horrendous, he had like a weird falling out with the team or something. I don't know. He, he was like having some anger issues, which, you know, being around Adam Gase that long, I don't blame the guy. But, um, yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, Alex Lewis probably – uh, Van Roten, I think he'll probably stay through camp, probably bring in, like, another guy like a Trey Turner and have him and uh, Camp Clark and Greg Van Roten compete for the right side. I'd expect something like that mm-hmm. to happen. But I think, I think you know, they probably haven't cut Lewis yet just because they don't need to. I mean, he, that, that's a body that's available. And, I mean, you don't 100% need to cap face quite yet. Now if you want to sign mm-hmm. him, you know, veteran corner, veteran quarterback like we need, um, then yeah, you would sign. Then you would get rid of him. But I, I think one of he will definitely go. And worst case scenario, he's on the team, but he's a, he's in a reserve role. He's not starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what a lot of people are saying. That this is this is going to be Lewis's exit um, because, uh, like, of all the things you said, the issues last year and especially with his play too was subpar. Now moving forward, I look at the situation with Elijah Moore, and I'm saying I was a little shocked. I'm not gonna lie about this. Okay. Um, <laughs> There was Tevin Jenkins still on the board, Creed Humphrey still on the board. We end up taking a wide receiver, Elijah Moore. What are your feelings about this, and where do you think he fits within this offense? Yeah, so I first was like, I was pretty shocked. I was kind of all about Tevin Jenkins. I'm like, let's build up this mm-hmm. an insane offensive line, and, you know, the weapons will come. But I more thought about it, more I, you know, looked into it. I loved it, man. Like, you know, first of all, you keep him, you keep Crowder, too, because they're actually very different players. Yeah, they both play in the mm-hmm. top, but Crowder's more of the underneath guy. This guy's going to do all your end-arounds, all your jet motion, all your – he can go deep really well. You know, he can take the handoffs. I, I kind of compared him to, you know, how we all wanted Curtis Samuel this offseason to play that kind of role, which is really important in this offense. He's going to kind of fill that yeah. like Debo Samuel almost. Yeah, that, the yak guy. Uh, Mims and uh, Davis are more contested catch guys, so it's definitely, you know, something we really need. And by the sound of it, the Jets want – we're thinking about it at 23, the sound of it on the phone call. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I love the move, man. You know, we're now five wide at wide receiver, like legit wide receiver. So, I mean, what, the Niners game last year, freaking Josh Malone and Jeff Smith, like all these bums on the field. Like, no, these guys <laughs> can be practice squad and, like, like special teams guys and very low on the roster. Like, if they have to play, yeah. then we're having some issues with injuries. But, I mean, we got a new uh, medical staff, too, this year. So, yeah, we're building some solid depth. You know, unlike, I don't think we have the best receiving core in the AFC East. I might actually have us at two behind Buffalo. Okay. Because we don't have that, that insane number one. But I kind of like us a little mm-hmm. more than, you know, Miami, New England's more – they're a little better at tight end than wide receiver, I'd say. <laughs> um so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the move. More more I thought about it, the more I liked it. Mm-hmm. So when you look at this situation, um, and you brought that up, Crowder, a lot of people think that it's time to move on from Crowder. What are your feelings about that? Are you a guy that, you know, looks at the situation and says this might be his exit because we brought in Elijah Moore? No, no, I mentioned it, man. Like, you keep both of them because, you know, unless you need that $10 million, why not? I mean, he's a valuable asset. He gets open. He's a good security blanket to a young quarterback. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, Moore might not be, you know, 100% ready for his rookie year. 
Yeah, you keep Crowder. Like I said, you have five wide at wide receiver with Davis, Mims, uh, Cole, Crowder, and Moore. So that's, that's a solid five. So, you yeah, know, I'm keeping him, and then Moore will take over full-time next year. Yeah. So when you look at this situation here, I want to talk to you about us picking up Michael Carter. I look, I saw that, and I said, hmm, a running back. You know, we're taking a running back here. Our backfield is filled now. What are your thoughts about that, and where do you think that he fits? Is he a third down back in your mind? Is he a – could be the starter? Where do you think that he'll fit in with this offense? I think he's the best running back on the team right now, man. Like, he should not have been there. The wow, okay. Most people had him – yeah, most people thought he was the fourth best back in this in this class, you know, either like ETN, Harris, Williams, and then Carter. And a couple guys like uh, Trey Sermon went ahead of him. Couple guys like that, so I mean, I don't think he should have been there. And you know, they were talking about they're mm-hmm. trying out the whole third round, like, and you know, you know me, like I'm not all about taking a running back super high. Fourth round is a perfect time to take one, man. And especially a guy like him, yeah. you know, I think him and Ty Johnson are going to be the two primary guys sitting in a camp battle, kind of who gets the most reps. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't yep. see much of a role for P Ryan. You know, he might be more the third down guy, which stinks. Yes, you know, you know, mm-hmm. we spent a decent you know pick on him, but I mean. Not every pick's going to, you know, be a, an elite starter or whatnot, but, you know, hopefully he still makes the roster. You know, there's a shot he doesn't. But, you know, he's still got Tim Coleman, too. Good veteran. They can all learn okay. from You know, they're all really young. So, yeah, we're going to – we're still going to – it's still going to be already by committee, but I think the majority of the carries are going to go to Michael Carter. So, Michael Carter so, from UNC, the, the running back. UNC, the yeah. Two Michael Carters. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to get that to that with you. When you look at some of the defensive picks, particularly Michael Carter, what are your thoughts about that? Do you think the Jets properly address the cornerback position, you know, as far as getting as many bodies in there to fight and push for the scrum? Dude, I, I love the draft philosophy when we run off this because when you're in the late round, it's very un, it's you know, it, it makes sense that it's very unlikely for these guys to hit. So what do you do? You take as many swings and make, see which one hits. So with these guys, mm-hmm. it's like we're going to take a couple swings and let's try to get a slot corner, an outside corner, and a linebacker out of this, out of these six picks. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, the, you know, they're all going to hit. But I like the philosophy of, you know, use the, the picks that are more of a given, the early picks, to surround your young quarterback because you don't want to be taking so many risks with, you know, oh, let's hope he's good. You know, you want the good guys for your young quarterback <laughs> because, you know, his development is the priority. And then later in the round, you say, let's take some swings, let's coach these guys up, let's use it. So, you know, I really like, you know, like I said, they're going to try to get a, you know, a slot corner. I think Michael Carter the second, that's going to be one of his roles. One of the safeties, which they're not really safeties, they're more box safety linebackers. They're going to make one of those guys the will. Um, And also, all six of those guys are all going to be able to contribute on special teams too, which was terrible last game. So, you know, not only as, you know, Hardy, you know, as a gunner, but, you know, we're going to have an improved special teams unit too, so I'm excited about that. Yes. Listen, this was this was a heck of a call from you, E. Give me a hand, man. Give me a hand, man. 
And, and one of the things that you said to the tail end of your take right there was saying, hey, all these guys can contribute on special teams. That is huge because, like you said as well, our special teams still needed work. So here's guys that are, that are coming in, especially like Hamson, Neraldine, uh, Sherwood, you know, a couple of other guys, Eccles, all these guys, particularly, again, Neraldine and Sherwood, they're still trying to get their footing under themselves as linebackers because they're coming from that safety role. They can come in, yep. have a big-time impact on, on uh, special teams as they continue to, to continue to learn their roles and be solid depth players. So I do, I do like that draft uh, philosophy as well, and I like some of the, the shots that he took later in those rounds. So my final question for you, E, before I let you go, because you got to get to these lines, man, they're heating up. When you look at this draft, what is your final grade for it, man? Yeah, man, I'm going to give it an A. I don't think it's quite an A+, plus just because – not really any particular reason that – you know, there were some of the players, you know, I, I didn't like the last pick too much. Um, just, you know, I guess he might be the best player available, but we're so deep at the tackle. Like, I didn't really understand it. Um, but, yeah, really good draft, man. Uh, hope, you know, hopefully these guys actually pan out, which is very likely, yeah. you know. You know, people criticize, oh, well, Joe Douglas didn't draft well last year because none of the guys played. Yeah, because most of them were hurt, or they had Adam Gase, you know, he's clueless, like we all know. Uh, doesn't know what he's doing. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, A grade. Also, I got I got to mention one more thing too. Man. Like, is this mirrors? Like, it seems like Joe Douglas was like way more high energy this time. I guess like having Solid there. Like, dude, those phone calls got you like fired up. Like seeing like uh, Solid yeah. pounding the table, like like screaming, "Let's go!" Like, like it's a yeah. different vibe now, man. So I love it. Yeah. 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 That energy is being brought, man. I absolutely love it. <laughs> But listen, E, there's a great call from you, my man. I got to get to the rest of these lines. You have yourself a good one. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my friend. Of course, man. Have a good night. All right, you have a good one. Listen, E calling in the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Salute to everybody watching, wherever you're watching me from. Please, you know, give my stream a thumbs up. Also, if you haven't, please subscribe to the stream as well. You know what I'm saying? And turn your notifications so that I want to post content. You folks will be in the know. You can also hit the super chat as well. You know what I'm saying? Please, any donation you'd like to give is greatly appreciated. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to hit the super chat, my cash app is right down below. I know somebody be like, some people be like, hey, Joe, I just want a cash app. Cash app right there, you know? Whatever you like to, to give is greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. But before we get there, I also want to bring up this take as well. Quentin Williams uh, broke his, uh, a bone in his foot. Uh, so he's going to be out eight to ten weeks. They're saying he's going to be back, you know, in time for the season and stuff, but he may miss, uh, you know, some time just a little bit out there. So for me, uh, I'm not, you know, crying at all. He's going to be back. He just got hurt. Everything's going to be good in my mind. This is a young kid that has, you know, a lot of football left in him. I'm extremely excited about what he can bring to the table, you know, with all the things that we've seen him do. So, you know, I'm wishing him well. Heal up for us, Quinnen. Let's get back and let's get on the field, my man. I can't wait to see you. So I wanted to get to that. We're going to keep talking draft. We're going to mix that in as well. So I'm going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in, okay? I'm getting to everybody, all right? When you call in, don't call in a hang-up, call in a hang-up, call in a hang-up, because I will never see you. You'll be in the abyss, okay? When you call in, I can see you. You'll be in the line. I'll get to everybody. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. I'm going to go to my guy, NC, man. 984. I'm coming to you, my man. You already know I'm ready to talk to you. You already know what time it is. We go back and forth often. Listen, give me your thoughts about the, 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 the pick of Zach Wilson. How are you feeling about him being a New York Jet? 
I feel really good about the selection. I think it was a logical choice, and I'm, I'm so glad that the Jets did the right thing because their history, mm-hmm. being a Jet fan for over 40 years, they, they haven't always done <laughs> the right thing or what you expect them to do. It had me a little nervous. But as oh, we got yes. closer to the draft the last three to four weeks, I felt better that they were going to do the right thing and select Wilson. And it's not to say that I didn't like Fields or the other prospects, but I had concerns about system fit, you know, and the kind of offense we're trying to run. You have to be quick on the trigger. you got to process the game well, make anticipatory type of throws. It's not a conventional system, you know. So I'm glad we did the right yeah. thing. I really like Zach Wilson, and I think – Within three to four years, he has a chance to be an outstanding quarterback. And I believe he has a chance to be everything. Yeah. No, go ahead. You you believe he has a chance to be everything. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I think that Zach Wilson has a chance to be everything that we had wanted Sam Donald to be. It kind of reminds me of another prospect, even though it was another position. Do you remember Calvin Pryor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. When we took Calvin Pryor, he's supposed to be that punishing, intimidating safety, yep. and uh, he yep. turned out to be a disappointment, and then we took Jamal Adams, and guess what? Adams was everything yep. we wanted Calvin Proud to be, and I have a feeling that <laughs> Wilson is going to be everything we wanted Donald to be, that he's going to be able okay. to put it, put it together, and obviously the, the system and the right supporting cast, finally Joe Douglas has sense enough to go on and surround this kid with talent. I love our draft. It's outstanding. I think the only thing we didn't do is mm-hmm. draft another offensive lineman. I'm a little nervous about this line. I feel better yeah. about it, but it's not. It's like it's not all the way there. You know what I'm saying? Van yeah. Roden, that, that, that uh, Fan, yeah. That 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 was yeah. That was a question I had as well. You know, I looked at the draft and I looked at how it played out, and I said, man, we went into this with a needed offensive line, and we only got you know one offensive lineman. I was only, only drafted one offensive lineman. I mean, we got one yeah, of the that's best. That's right. It's like okay. We know what else are we going to do on that other side? You know, how is that going to pan out? How is it going to happen? But I want to, I want to bring this up. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to look at me crazy, you know, but maybe Joe Douglas and this staff really have faith in Cam Clark. And the reason why I say people are going to look at me crazy is because we didn't see this guy at all. Nothing. We saw nothing out of him or Morgan last year at all. Maybe That's right. this is the year we right. see Cam Clark. Right, we see Cam Clark step into a role, and he gives us significant production. Maybe this is the year we I see this so. guy come out. Maybe that's why they didn't take another guard. I mean, could that be? Could yeah, that I think that's issue? a possibility or could that have been too. The, the option. Okay. Yeah, I think they've had him tucked away for a while. We haven't heard anything. He's been totally silent on him. They probably had him doing a lot of mm-hmm. work on the practice squad, you know, behind the scenes. I think something is yep. going on. I think your speculation could be could be right, you know, on Cameron Clark. He might be ready to step yeah. up and contribute this year because if he does, that's huge going forward into 2022 because, yeah. you know, we have two first-round picks. Just maybe the worst-case scenario is we'll either be looking for a right tackle or a center, mm-hmm. you know, because going into this draft, I was high on uh, Kevin Jenkins. You know, I really want yes, him back. Was he was too, there yeah. at 34. I was so excited. I said, yeah, we got to take this guy. <laughs> I was a little disappointed that we didn't take him. Don't get me wrong. Elijah Moore is an outstanding wide receiver. I believe he's the best yep. wide receiver we've had in quite a while. As far as that, that catch and run, yards after the catch, I think probably since Santonio Holmes. When the Jets acquired Santonio Holmes back Ooh. in 2010, he was that type of wideout, you know, that can take a little short catch five yards and take it to the house, make people miss yep. and take it the distance. That's what Elijah Moore is like. He's huge. 
if he's like Debo yeah. Samuel, you know, people talk about Debo Samuel. He was a prophet that was high yep. on my board when he first came out. He could make people miss, and he's deadly. You know what I'm saying? On any one play, he could take it to distance. And I think they did the right thing, but it was a little hard not getting Tevin Jenkins. <laughs> that hurt. I wanted him bad. I say between him and Creed Humphrey. Yeah. And guess who got Creed Humphrey? The Kansas City the Chiefs. Rich keep oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> the Lord. They got Joe Thune. Here we go. Yeah, that's it's right. The they got Joe Thune and they got Creed Humphrey. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, okay. though. At least we don't have to worry about them, not right away, not till about next year or so. The Buffalo Bills will have yeah. to deal with them on the immediate, a much improved team. And I'm so glad I got through to talk to you, you know, by, by my schedule. A lot of times you're on the air. Normally I'm working. Normally yeah. today I'm working. I would have never had a chance to speak to you. I went into the cubicle the other week. You might have seen my call on the cubicle, and yeah. I jumped off. Yeah. I had to get back to work. I tried to call in on my break, and I tried to get in there. I was praying that you would get to my call, and I had a chance to talk to you. So don't think hard on me. If you see me jump on that cube and jump off, I'm, a, I'm at work, and I had to leave, you know? No, it's it, it's completely okay. You know, I know everybody yeah. got their schedule and got to do their thing, but I definitely wanted to get to you because I wanted to get your takes. But and, and I mean, you spit some fire tonight. But my my final question for you is: yeah. you look at this situation. I want to get your thoughts on the other teams in the AFC East. What are your thoughts about their yeah. drafts? Because I, again, the Bills they went and got themselves more pass rushers. The Patriots went and got themselves. You know, they ended up with Mac Jones. The Dolphins ended up yeah. with a solid wide receiver and all this stuff. Who do, what are your thoughts outside the New York Jets? Who do you think has the best draft in the AFC East? You know, it seems as if every team has done very well. They've taken the players that uh, were expected of them. They've taken some good prospects. I know uh, I think Jalen Phillips, I think he went to uh, – did he go to Buffalo? Well, I think he went to Miami. Jalen mm-hmm. Phillips, that yeah, was one no, of the guys no, I was, that was on my yeah. radar. He went yeah, to he Miami. And a few few yeah. names went to Buffalo that I really like. I think overall the AFC East, in terms of draft grade, you have to give them an A. You got to give them a B plus an A. Okay. They did a really good job. This division is, I say, going into this year in 2022, is going to be really mm-hmm. tough. But I think that's good yeah. for us because if we come out of this division and come out on top and we make the playoffs. Nobody's going to want to face us. <laughs> We're going to be yeah, hardened by our competition. You know what I'm saying? Like a good fighter. He's been beat up a little bit, and he's come out on top. He's made stronger by that. This will make us stronger because we're going to have to be. Because looking at the, the shape of the AFC, the AFC conference, you've got to go through the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. You've got to go yeah. through them to win the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking like this. This is good for us because if we can win somehow, win the AFC East, I think we'll be strong enough and ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Okay. I think okay. we'll be ready we'll for them. I mean, having to go I mean, through the teams in our division, like a, Miami with their defense, Buffalo with yeah. their defense, and then dealing with Bill Belichick. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Zach Wilson will be really hard, and it'll make him tough, you know, facing all these top-tier defenses. And then it, it's just a domino effect that I think we'll be ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think if we come yeah, out of the I mean, East, uh, we can take the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. You know, we'll keep pushing. I don't know if, we, you know, the Chiefs, is, that's, a, that's a good team. We're definitely going to go out there and compete. They are. And we're going to fight, and we're going to scrap. You know what I'm saying? But we still got you know, right. some other things <laughs> I, I think we'll address as well. But these drafts coming up, we got capital. We got all types of stuff, and we got a lot that's of building right. blocks, especially in this draft. So 
you know, salute to you again. Yeah, I want to thank right. you for calling in. I know you're doing your thing. You'll be at work. You're taking your time. Thank you so much. I really love talking to you about the Jets. I got to get back to these lines, though, my man. So I want you to have a good night. Hey, and, and thank you for taking my, my call, show, my Joe. Friend. Absolutely. You thank care. you, bro. You have a good one. Same to you. Peace. You- Listen. Listen, it was what a call from my guy from North Yes, sir. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. When you call in, don't call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up. I'll never see you. You know, you'll be in the abyss, okay? When you call in, I can see you. You're putting a queue, and I'll get to you as soon as possible. These lines are hot tonight. We're talking New York Jets. We're talking draft. We're talking Joe's. Yes. Yes. Yes, we're talking. We're talking heat. Okay? The Jets have done some things in this draft to continue to make this team better and push us forward. I also want to bring up again Jamin Sherwood, who's a guy that I like as well um, in this draft too. And I know uh, we talked about it. These guys are coming from safety backgrounds. That are being caught, they're being brought in now. They're going to be backers. Um, listen, man, I'm telling you, Sella has a history of working with guys that are hybrid players, guys that are kind of tweeners, guys that can come in and really put things together. I think he's going to put these guys in the system, and I'm, they're going to have some success there. So I'm excited about a lot of the defensive picks that we made as well. Michael Carter the second. I think he's going to come in and challenge for that slot corner spot. Um, you know, there's a lot of people looking at our cornerback situation right now, and they have some question marks. We'll see how they work. Eccles is coming in for that, for, to, to compete in that spot as well at cornerback, and so is Jason Pinnock from Pittsburgh. We've got so many guys that's going to come in right now and really fight within that cornerback position and really get the competition going and make guys better. So we're, we're going to see what happens there. But, man, I'm very excited about some of these defensive picks that we made too. I'm going to get to the chat really quickly. Sean Bennett in the chat. Salute to you, Sean. Sean says, the Jets have been easy targets for the media to insult. It's the same narrative over and over. Same old Jets is what they keep saying. Absolutely. That is what they keep saying. That is exactly what they keep saying, especially about this Vera Tucker trade. And it just burns me up, man, because I don't understand it. It's like there's nothing the Jets can do that's right. Anything that we do is wrong. Okay? We, we don't trade up for them. They'll bash us. We do trade up for them. They'll bash us. It doesn't matter. But we got our guy, man, and that's all that matters to me. I'm excited about the direction of this football team, and I believe everybody else should be. They should be. If you're looking at this Jets draft and you're grading it anything lower than a C, which if you gave it a C, you know, I'm confused. But if you're looking at this draft and and you think that it's bad, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I really don't. Sean Bennett in the chat also says, you think that Bryce Hall will be the starting corner? Salute to you, Sean Bennett, as well. Salute to all the savages in the chat. Do I think he's the starting corner? He may be next year. I don't know if he'll be the number one. Maybe he plays the number two role, and we still have Bless Austin out there as the number one. But I think he's a guy that has continued to show, continued to show us some flashes. I want to see what he does next year, too, because he was challenged this year in some games, and we saw him come out of the fight and play pretty well. So I was excited about his play. So we'll see what he does. So I'm going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We're getting to everybody. Next, I'm going to my guy, Steve. We're coming to Steve. Man. Steve, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Steve, give me your thoughts about this Jets draft. What are your thoughts about the pick of Elijah Moore? 
Hey, Joe, first off, it was it's great to hear from you again, man, even though we did, we spoke last Friday night. Um, yeah, no, here was the thing, Joe. This draft was so phenomenal. This, this draft mm-hmm. had to be probably one of the best drafts I have ever seen the New York Jets have in a very long mm. time. Like, like, oh, my God. I mean, the Elijah Moore – now, here was the thing. I was a little bit concerned at first with picking up a wide receiver, but here was the thing. I was watching that second pick with my dad, and my dad actually told me that he would have loved if the Packers went after Elijah Moore because my dad's a big Packers fan. And he even told mm-hmm. me, Steve, you just got a great receiver for Zach Wilson. And, and yeah. the thing was, when I watched his highlights, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe we got this guy. And then, you know what even made it special? Tennessee Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown was with Elijah Moore when the draft was going on, and he was so happy and emotional for him when he got yeah, drafted he was. by the Jets. Because A.J. Brown is very close friends, and A.J. Brown even said a lot of great things about Elijah Moore. And, no, it was just Joe. The, this, this draft was not only just so phenomenal, just the way how Joe Douglas was fired up, and even Robert Sala, when he was on that phone call with Elijah Moore about him getting drafted, I loved how, how Robert Sala slammed his hand on the table and said, let's go. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Let me tell you something, Joe. I am loving this coach every minute of every single day ever since the day we hired him. It's just that, <laughs> my God, you know, from the last couple of years, Joe, when we've had, you know, Mike McCagney do our draft and Adam Gaze do our dra- uh, do and Adam Gaze being our coach. It's such a huge relief, you know, after, you know, when those two bozos are gone. It's just, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Joe, Joe, listen, I don't know what's going to happen this year, though, with this season coming up. I mean, listen, we still mm-hmm. have a lot of competition in our division, but this is a team that's going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you're speaking nothing but facts there, Steve. I, I, I can't, I can't. Nobody can hate on this call because it's already, it's you're already spitting so much fire. Now I want to get to the next pick because you talked about Elijah Moore already, and you talked about all of the, you know, the things that he brings to the table. And like you said, uh, AJ definitely was emotional. A lot of things that you talked about, how Elijah Moore taught him things, and how Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm you know, was a better player than him. That's what he truly believed. So it, I, I was just – and not just him. There were other players as well in the NFL that were, you know, reaching out to Elijah Moore and congratulating him and talking about different things. So it was exciting to see all those. What were your thoughts about Michael Carter, though, the UNC running back that we got? Where do you feel like he fits within the offense, and do you like that selection? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Do I like that Michael Carter, or do I like the other Michael Carter? I don't know, Joe. <laughs> what should we decide on? <laughs> no, I had to make that, well, the, my, I had to go, make that joke. I'm sorry, Joe. I had to make yeah. that joke. <laughs> but, no, but, uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> You're crazy, no, dude, okay. Steve. What's, what's so, your thoughts? <laughs> so, okay. 
So, so no, but the thing is, though, I, I really like the pickup of Michael Carter. And listen, we got mm-hmm. him in the fourth round, which honestly, I even said to you a couple of weeks ago, the best time to get a running back in the draft is usually in the fourth round. Like, listen, you know, yeah. when Pittsburgh took Najee Harris, I did understand that because, you know, they needed a running back. But, but the thing is, I didn't understand why Jacksonville used their other first-round pick to get Travis Estee because the thing is, Jacksonville could have gotten someone else with that pick. But, I mean, listen, I could understand why they did. But, anyway, moving back to Michael Carter, the thing is, mm-hmm. this guy has had over 1,000 yards in his season with UNC. I watched his highlight from UNC, and even though UNC is not really the best college football program, that guy was a beast in UNC. He was actually one yeah. of the reasons why why UNC was, was a really good offensive team. And I'll tell you one thing. He could be our future running back. Now, listen, as of right now, the other running backs we have on our team, you know, we got Kevin Coleman from San Francisco in free agency. We got LaMichael Pierre, who, uh, who's going into his second year. And Pierre definitely still has some good hopes. But the thing is, though, the other running back we also have is Ty Johnson. But the thing is right now, it's definitely going to be a battle between those four players of who's going to be the number one back. I mean, listen, the only thing I just have to hope for is that we don't bring Frank Gore back. Listen, we got to move on from Frank Gore, okay? We got to move on well, from I mean, him. yeah. But, yeah, Steve, but, you know, he's a guard. But, <laughs> but, but go, go ahead, Steve. I'll let you finish your take. But the thing is, Joe, the Michael Carter pick was an excellent pick, and, and, that, was, and that was a great pick. But a lot of people are, are saying, Joe, that, that a player that, that, that NFL analysis say that the Jets actually stole from a round was in round number six when we got that guy from Florida State. I forgot what his name is, but apparently he's, I think, one of the, I, he, I think he's the safety from Florida State. I, I can't pronounce mm-hmm. his name properly. Yeah, Hamza uh, uh, Nazaruddin. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I was trying to watch his highlights, but I haven't been able to get the chance. But why are a lot of people saying, Joe, that he could be a steal from the draft? Well, he's a guy that can make a lot of plays, man. You know, a lot of plays, again, he's a guy that's going to convert to backer here, but he can come down. The only thing I think you'd be concerned with him about, and, and I talked a little bit about this, was that knee injury that he has. But he's a guy that has ability. This is a guy that has ability. I, I think if he didn't have that surgery, if he didn't, you know, jack up his knee in 2019 and miss those games in uh, 220 that this guy could really have been a higher pick in the draft. But him coming in, us getting us, him, us getting him in the sixth round, I thought was solid value. And he's a guy that's going to come in here, be put in Sulla's scheme, and he's going to be able to flourish. I really believe that. Sulla has a long history of doing that with guys, being able to incorporate guys within his system. You look at the Niners, he did that with a couple guys. Um, some guys that were backers, he put them in different spots, and they turned out to be really good players under him. So I really like yeah, that. No, because my, my, final que- my final question for you, Steve, before I let you go, is when you look at this draft and you look at this situation, man, you look at the cornerback situation. Of course, we got Carter, we got Pinnock, we went and got Eccles as well. What are your thoughts about that? How do you feel like this cornerback situation is going to shake out? Well, a few things I want to say, Joe, before I go. The cornerback position is definitely going to be is definitely going to be interesting, and I'm really really glad that Joe Douglas decided. And this was something that I was hoping that he would do is go for cornerback later on in the draft on Saturday. And and let me tell yeah. you something, it was the right move on his part because usually in the past when the Jets have picked corners very very high in the draft, they usually don't really pan out to be that good. 
But now a couple of other things. I want to give two thanks to two teams from from Thursday from last Thursday night. First, the Minnesota Vikings. I want to thank the Minnesota Vikings for letting us trade up and get your boy from UNC from, from USC. I want USC, to thank yeah. the Minnesota Vikings for that. And I also want to thank Seattle for for making that trade with us with Jamal Adams. Those are the two teams yeah. I like to say thank you to. I like. Yeah, I like absolutely. To say thank you. That's oh, what Joe, it took for Joe, us to get our guys. Joe, there. go ahead, go ahead. Hey, Joe. Joe, one yeah. last thing. My final grade on this draft. If I had to give a final grade right now, I mean, listen. I think the NFL analysis are are crazy for us to give us a B or a B plus. But I got to give the Jets a solid A. Listen, I know yeah. it's going to pan out about what happens with these guys on the field, but this phenomenal draft by Joe Douglas, it's finally yeah. some excitement that we can have as Jets fans. It finally feels great. And even a lot of people even said this from other teams in the NFL, even some guys from my gym that I go to who are two Raider fans, because they both told me how the Raiders absolutely sucked in the draft. They even said, see, we wish that we had a kind of draft that you guys had. You guys were phenomenal, and the Raiders are basically going to go back down into the basement, they told us. They told me. <laughs> well, Steve, listen, it was fine. Listen, we had a great draft. Joe Douglas definitely did his thing. I want to thank you for calling in, my man. It was great speaking to you. Listen, Steve bringing the fire. That <laughs> And again, thank you for calling in, Steve. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Jacob, man. I'm going to my guy, Jacob. Jacob, I want to hear from you. It's draft time. Draft's over. You know what I'm saying? We got new guys in. Give me your favorite pick from this draft. Hey, what's going on, Joe? Um, what's going on? I... I really love the Elijah Moore pick because before we made it, I was in the boat of we got to trade down and get one of these third-round picks back or hopefully find a team that's stupid enough to give us two third-round picks um, and just go out and get a, you know, Creed Humphrey, Kevin Jenkins if they're there, Wyatt Davis who fell to like the end of the third round would shock me. Um, And then when we made the Elijah Moore pick, I hadn't really looked into him too much because I just assumed he's not going to be there or we're not taking a wide receiver because we added Corey Davis. And did you know that he's had, in 2020, in his eight games, he had more games with over 200 receiving yards than he had games with under 100 receiving yards, which blew yeah. my mind. <laughs> Kids um, of beast, man. I, I, I love that pick because we're finally building the right way and just making all of our – uh, you know, picks right after the quarterback, which we're drafting, you know, every three years, just is something we, we're getting used to at this point. We're finally giving them help, um, which it sounds crazy. I know it's a crazy concept, but it's it's how you win championships. You build around your quarterback. And so I love I the Elijah Vera Tucker crazy. pick. I love the Elijah Moore pick for sure. I think he's going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Jacob. Again, I want to thank you for calling in. It's crazy, right? It's like, I don't know. It's like NFL is almost 
kind of slotted towards the offensive side of the football. And if you build a competent offense in the NFL, it'll lead to wins. That's crazy. That's a crazy yeah. idea. I don't know, you know, who thought of it, you know, but I've heard this around time to time. So maybe that's something we could do. And, and look at Joe Douglas. He's trying it. So hopefully, you know, somewhere in the future we'll start seeing W's because now we have an offense that we're trying to put together and build. Now, with that said, there's a lot of negativity around that trade-up for Vera Tucker, man. There's a lot of people saying that the Jets were stupid and they shouldn't have done that. They should have kept those two third-rounders. There's a lot of people saying, yeah, okay, you got you to gotta guard, but guards don't matter in this league. What are your thoughts for people that are saying that? Um, I will say at the very end again, there's another question I want to ask you to see your But to answer that, I yeah. think – um, I think you, you let people say whatever they want to say, but if there's a guy you really have your eye on and you really feel strongly about, you do what it takes to get them. Uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's a quarterback, receiver, tight end, lineman, whatever it is, corner. You do what it takes to get that guy if you're really that high on him. And I think especially at a position like guard where our our team just needs them so desperately – when there's a guy like Elijah Vera Tucker, and I know the offensive line class is pretty strong in this draft class, but I think after Elijah Vera Tucker at guard, there was a little bit of a drop-off for sure, um, unless there's mm-hmm. people from tackle to guard. Um, you go up and you get him because that's, it's just so important for a young quarterback to feel like they have some sort of stability from the moment they get into the league. But like Sam Arnold, he was – I mean, we're just hoping for the best for him. You know, and he had an amazing week one as a quarterback against the Lions. But, I mean, we, we know one game doesn't define your whole career. Um, yeah. So, I think especially Zach Wilson, where he's coming from, where he really didn't get pressured that much, and that's something people knock him on, um, you know, just not having anybody coming after him. I think to get a guy like Elijah Vera Tucker, who's going to come in and immediately uh, solidify the left side of the offensive line, um, it's, it's really, really important. So I don't mind that trade up at all. Which one of our defensive players that we made a little bit, you know, we took some selections later on in the draft. Which one of those guys are you excited about? Is it, you know, Sherwood? Is it the, the other Michael Carter? Are you excited about Eccles? Which one do you think is going to be able to come in and really give us some immediate impact? Uh, I love Sherwood and I love Hamza Nasir Ludin, whatever his last name is. Yeah. I think those are yeah. two guys who who are going to come in and they're going to immediately make an impact. I think Sherwood's probably going to end up being the starting weak side unless we have Blake Cashman starting, but he's probably going to get hurt in the first quarter. So it's going to be Sherwood for the rest of the game after that. And I think Holmes, I think he's going to be, I'll just refer to him as that because I don't feel like pronouncing that last name over and over. I think he's going to come in and, uh, you know, he can play slot corner. We can have him just as depth as a safety and I do believe in drafting guys that come from colleges with good backgrounds at their position. Um, and Florida State is an incredible, incredible defensive back university. It's where Jalen Ramsey came from, Deion Sanders, um, some yeah. really, really good guys, whether it's past, you know, present now. Um, so clearly they're doing something right there. So to get a guy who people are already saying is a steal in the draft, um, who clearly yeah. gets good coaching because of some of the guys who have turned out in the league. Um, I'm really excited for those two guys in particular. Okay. Yeah, so the final, uh, my final thing is, what, what was the question that you said you had for me? 
Yeah, so if the Packers were to call you up right now and they would say, hey, Joe, we're, uh, we realize Aaron Rodgers is – he's done with the team. Uh, there's yeah. nothing we can do anymore for him. Um, there's nothing we can do anymore. He's, he doesn't want to be here. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll give you Aaron Rodgers. If you give us Zach Wilson and both of your 2022 first-round picks, are you doing it? I'm going to say no. I'm going to have to say no. First no? off, I, I, I don't think that would ever happen, but I, I wouldn't because of course, yeah. I, I look at the situation and, look, I love Aaron Rodgers, but how long is he going to be here? Then you're getting rid of your first two, your, your two first-rounders next year, which is going to limit your team. You're still trying to rebuild. You're in a rebuild. We just we can't afford Aaron Rodgers, to be completely honest. And I love him, but the cap implications, yeah. you know, plus the draft implications, again, I know that they will want way more than that. And then you're also giving away Zach, which is, you know, the pick you made this year. I, I I could not see Joe Douglas doing it, and I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't oh, do it. By the way, I think um, I think and I think he's phenomenal. And I think he, let me and before the Packers fans get at me because I got a, a lot of Packers fans that watch me. All right. So, <laughs> not a lot of Packers fans that watch me. I love y'all, but no, he's on the back end of that career. You know. I love Aaron, but just he's not here, not now. We we don't have we don't have the cap available. We don't have enough of that. We're still trying to figure things out, and we're still trying to grow. I think it would hinder a lot of things, and it would literally turn us into a win now team. That's what you literally would do, with Aaron Rodgers. And we are not ready to win now. We're just not. Still questions yeah. along the offensive line at a spot or two. We still have some. We still need to address, you know, some things on defense, particularly our cornerback position. There's a lot of things that we're going to figure out simply because Adam Gaze is no longer here, and so we're going to sh- we're going to get a showcasing from these guys with the, with you know, we think we have the offensive guy in place. We're we're going to be, you know, it's a lot of guys that are going to step up and show us something possibly this year that we didn't even think that they would have. So we're still trying to figure things out. So I just no, I, I wouldn't take him, even though I'd love to. Very tempting, very tempting. Everyone knows I love Aaron Rodgers, but just not right now, no. I don't think we have the footing for it. So Yeah, that's fair. So, Jacob, listen, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. Listen, I, I want to I thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. It was great speaking to you. The lines are hot. I got to get back to them. You have yourself a good night, all right? Yeah, you too. All right. Listen, Jacob calling in. Salute to him. Salute to him. Thank you for calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. All right? We're getting to everybody. We're giving everybody time. So now we're going to 854-854. I'm sorry, 845-845. I'm coming directly to you, 845. Listen, I want to get your thoughts on this situation. New York Jets draft is hot. There's a lot of lot of moves we made, a lot of stuff we have, a lot of stuff happened that was really good for the football team. What were your thoughts about the the draft of Zach Wilson? How are you feeling about that? My guy, my guy, yo, it was it's been a great weekend because it's finally mm-hmm. a new day in age for the New York Jets. Uh, I know we did it three years ago, but here we are again. Um, I actually <laughs> have a lot of faith. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of faith on this time, like, you know. One thing they okay. did three years ago was that what they did was um, we got the quarterback, kept the coach. Then we next year got mm-hmm. a really terrible coach. And then we had that coach get the GM fired and get the GM in here. It was a complete mess. 
a cluster, you know, you don't, you know what, and you know, and when it comes yeah. to building a team that has stability and long staying success, you can't have all that chaos in your upper management. So like, and, and, yeah. and then so this year, this season, and this is why, you know, I want to get rid of Sam. It's not because I had anything wrong with Sam. I know he's a baller. He can be, he has a lot of potential, but we had an opportunity to restructure our entire franchise and start from the ground mm. up. And with that new era with the new quarterback, you know, we have a solid GM already who's been here for two years, finally get to get his own players in here. They have chemistry in building this team. We got now a new quarterback who can make all the throws, um, and we'll see how he performs. You know, I'm really high on Zach. I think that he's going to be ill, you know, but when it comes to the draft, man, we, we, we killed it, man. Like, think about it. To win this league, you have teams like Kansas City Chiefs, for instance, putting up 30, 40 points a game, bro, and the Jets can't even yeah. get a touchdown. For us to do that, we need a quarterback that can throw, that can make all of throws. We got that. Boom. Next thing you need to do for that quarterback to make those throws is you got to protect that quarterback. We, we traded yeah. up two third-round picks, Elijah Veritucker, which I was shocked, bro. I was completely mm-hmm. shocked that we were able to pull that off. And um, I'm just really in awe of how, the way um, Joe Douglas and, and his staff knows how to manipulate the draft board. Like, I'm really excited for our future drafts even. But based yeah. on the what, past what were your thoughts? Yeah, and, and you, you, got, you got some great takes so far, but what are your thoughts about the negativity that some are bringing that are surrounding that trade-up? There's, there's people, even some beat writers, that think that that was a bad move for us to make. And there's a lot of guys on our own beat saying that, hey, we shouldn't have traded up as just a guard and all that stuff. What do you say to those people? I say, hi, haters. Hi, haters. Listen, <laughs> when it comes down to when it comes to the Jets, we've been, we know what it is, man. We know, we all Jets fans. We've been here before. We, they been, they're never yeah. gonna like us. They always gonna be hating on us. And I embrace it at this point. You know, we can be the laughing stock, but fumble, uh, mono, seeing goals, all this stuff. And I don't care. It's a new day. You know, because you can, you can, you can laugh and you can joke. But when we get this team right, trust me, it's gonna be right for the long term. And I and I really feel like we got we got the structure now, you know, and to, you know, like think about it. Like I I looked up a stat on ESPN, and they, ESPN ranks all the you know incoming draft players, you know, from grade from 100 down to to zero, and the mm-hmm. Jets have made history in their rankings. They they're one of the third teams in history since they've been ranking them to get 390 rated. Uh, players and what they what they rank a ninety player as is somebody who can take over a game and perform in high pressure moments. We got Zach Wilson, Elijah Veritaker, and Elijah Moore. And that hasn't happened since two thousand eight with them. When the Miami yeah. Dolphins did this, and back in two thousand four, also Miami Dolphins did the same thing and got ninety. But that's a long time ago, you know. So like for mm-hmm. us to maneuver in the draft and do these things. Um, I'm excited, bro. Like, I'm completely all for it. And the haters can talk. They can talk. They're going to talk anyways. They always have. That's a fact. (laughs) Now, my next question for you, as you look at the situation with Elijah Moore, there were some people that questioned it uh, because, you know, we all know Tevin Jenkins was still on the board. Creed Humphrey was still on the board. But the Jets took him. What are your thoughts about Elijah Moore coming in here? And do you think that him coming in here, his entrance, means the exit of Crowder? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because um, the next thing you need to, 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 to win in this league 
is space. You need space with your wide receivers that can get open, and we got a wide receiver yeah. that can do that. We saw his tape, man. This guy runs routes flawlessly. So I am super mm-hmm. excited. He does a lot of things that Waddle could do, and Waddle went first out of all the wide receivers. You know, and he's super supremely talented as well. But Elijah Moore is just, or or some people think he's even better. So I'm super excited about that. And we talked about this because I called over the, over the weekend on our, on your on your show. Um, I'm not against trading Crowder, but I'm not necessarily for it. Necess- you know, I'm not saying I'm not like championing it. You know, like if it happens, I understand it. But if it doesn't, then I'm glad we have the depth on our roster because you know injuries happen. You know, injuries happen, yeah. so I definitely think that having the option for Crowder or Elijah in the slot gives us versatility, you know, and, and to um, even go further, you know, like having that versatility uh, when it comes to, you know, different packages with the scheme that we're running and moving in motion and all the stuff that Zach's going to have to do. Hey, you know, you don't know, you don't know where, where we're going to hit you. you got Denzel. Mims on the on the outside. We got Corey Davis on the outside. who's going to be our number one. Probably get the most targets. But then then you got these two guys, Jameson Crowder or Elijah Moore underneath that can take it to the house as well. So I'm I'm extremely excited. Think about our wide receiver core last year compared to this year. It's night and day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you completely correct. Like I, I think his addition is, is greatly appreciated. I don't think that you should get rid of Crowder because you you brought it up. If you look at our wide receiver core from last year, it's night and day. But also, if you look at our wide receiver core from last year, uh, it was riddled with injuries. There were so many guys that went down. Mims missed, I think, the first four weeks. I remember we were, we were, there was weeks where we didn't have Rashad Perryman. There was weeks where we didn't have, you know, pretty much damn the whole core. Like, I don't think the whole core was fully together and ready and starting until, like, week 10 or something like that, I think it was. So, there, you saw the effect on the offense. You know, there, there was no rhythm within the wide receivers. They hadn't worked together all day, all, all yeah. the, the entire year. So it was good to see that. And I don't think we should get rid of Crowder. We should keep him, man. Because, again, if you look at other offenses around the league, and you talked a little bit about this, do you look at the Chiefs, the Saints? You know, there's multiple, multiple teams that, listen, when they go four or five wide, you're still in trouble, my man. There, no, you can't just lean on the other guys. Yeah, the weapons on weapons on weapons on weapons. Like, it, it's not a game over there. And they're putting up points mm-hmm. and they're winning games. We see them consistently compete in this league. So I, I don't think Crowder should be cut. I don't think he should be traded. I think we should keep him. And, again, we can continue to groom Elijah Moore under him so that when we do need to move on from him, which could be next year, it'll be a, a, a solid exit and we can push Elijah Moore into that position and he'll be able to fill the role and be fine. And again, I think Elijah Moore is going to be like used all over the place anyway. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be used all over the place anyway. So go of ahead. Course. Yeah. I, I think that you, you're spot on. Like having Crowder stay, I think is the best transition yeah. for Elijah. This, I think uh, Robert Sala already said that they didn't draft Elijah to get rid of uh, uh, Jameson Crowder. So great. They already said that they're trying to yeah. keep him. Then we, we have a pretty, pretty stacked wide receiver room. Yeah, yeah, and, and like people are saying as well, and so I salute to all the savages. Yeah, salute to all the savages. They're saying, hey, Chris Hogan was here last year. I brought, I brought that up too. We had Chris Hogan <laughs> starting at one point. Like, there was issues. You sh- we should not be trying to push a wide receiver out the door when you look at how horrific, you know, our, our issues that wide receiver have been over these last years. Look at our offensive rankings. It tells you all you need to know. So uh, my final question for you before I let you go is when you look at this draft, right, and you look at the rest of the drafts around the AFC East, man, there are some teams that really have some phenomenal drafts. So outside of New York Jets, who do you think had the best draft in the AFC East? That's a great question. Probably the Dolphins. Probably the Dolphins. They 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 got mm. some, some in their squad. 
But I say it to you every single time, you know, like, I'm not afraid of anybody, yo. Like, I'm not afraid of anybody. What it is is football. Any given Sunday. If we have the right squad with the right coach, with the right, you know, energy, which, I mean, I remember the first time I called your into your show, I'm like, we need a coach who, who people want to play for. You know, you can't have guys, yep. you know, going into work saying, like, oh, we've got to deal with this coach. Like, Adam Gates just didn't inspire anything. Robert Sala already – He's, you can just sense the energy, man. And I'm not saying that's all there is to it, but that's part of the game is to be motivated to go out there and perform because these guys over the, across the you know, field are going to come ready, you know. So um, I'm glad we got that. So with, even with the Dolphins getting waddled and then, you know, the way they had, the, you know, uh, I, didn't, I don't remember all their picks, but I know that when I looked at it, like they kind of stacked around so pretty nice. But what I will say is they don't, yeah. they don't got a quarterback. I think Tua – you know, still needs some work. But then again, he could he could pop on the scene this year. You never know. You know, he was just – so I don't want to kill a guy off in his rookie season. But we, we still mm-hmm. got question marks on him. You know, so but, but yeah. with the rest of our draft, you know, uh, we got a – you got some key people too. You know, Michael Carter, we have uh, a running back. I think he should be starting. Um, and we need a running game. Obviously, we had Frank Gore running last year. Like, it was a complete mess. Though. Like, I, don't, I don't get what happened last year. It made no sense, yeah. like, what they were doing on the field. Yeah. Even, even with the tools we brought, we ended up trading with Le'Veon Bell halfway through the season. Like, it was so bad. So, like, right now, yeah. I feel like, and, we, and, yeah, a lot of young guys, probably young guys, but we're going to have yeah. to develop these guys. And, and with all the DBs we yeah. got, I loved it. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like, if you saw last year, we got burnt every week. We got burnt. And on top of that <laughs> – you saw yeah. that eighty-yard run last year when it's the San Francisco game. Like, oh man, they couldn't even, so even stop running. Yo, crazy. Yeah, so that, that was that was, that was so ugly. Hybrid, like, I, I remember that game. I remember our defense. I remember our defensive struggles. That was a very ugly game. And like you said as well, even the picks that we got late in this draft, those guys are going to be able to come in here and really help us, particularly in that cornerback position. I don't know if these guys where they're going to shake out, but. I definitely think a lot of guys are going to push also at that slot corner position, especially Michael Carter the second. I think he's going to be able to push to, you know, fill out that role. And also a lot of these yeah. guys as well defensively that we picked in these later rounds are going to be impact players on special teams. I truly believe that. They're going to come in and really help that special team. Our special teams were struggling last year too. So I really like your takes, man. I like what you brought. I got to get back to these lines, my friend. Salute to you. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Next time I have a show, I want you to call in, all right? For sure, always, man. Take care. Have a great night. Absolutely. Thank you so much. What a fire call. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We're taking calls. We're talking drafts. We're talking jets. We're talking it all, all right? Next, I'm going to my guy, Colin646. I'm coming directly to you. I'm coming directly to you, my man. Listen, first off, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts on the selection of Elijah Moore. Did you like the pick? Um, I was kind of surprised that we, we picked him on the okay. second pick, knowing that we didn't have um, the two third-round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there's a receiver, USC receiver, Amon St. Brown, Amon I think Ross. is his name. Yeah, yeah Amon, Amon Ross. Ross Brown, yep. um, that's that's a receiver we probably could have targeted in the fourth round. Um, mm-hmm. I I thought maybe we would go heavy on the O line and get you know the Creed Humphrey, the Landon Dickerson, okay. or something like that. Um, okay. That's that's probably you know where I would have been a little bit more excited because then you you you're giving more protection to Wilson, mm-hmm. right? 
and he's yeah. going to need the protection. He's going to need a lot of protection. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I just I just felt like I'm you know you. he could have gotten a receiver later on versus getting an an additional O line guy later on. Yeah. <clears throat> now and I and so I hear you there, and again on. I want to thank you for. Yeah, I hear, I hear you there, and I want to thank you for calling in. But when you look at this situation, right, I hear what you're saying because I was really high on Tevin Jenkins as well, really excited about him. I wanted us to, you know, possibly bring him in too. But when you look at the situation, Elijah Moore is such great value. And I understand Amon Ra, he, he's, he's a good wide receiver. But Elijah Moore is Elijah Moore. Like, this guy is serious business. You know what I mean? So when I look at it, mm-hmm. I say to myself, okay, yes, we passed on the, you know, getting Creed Humphrey or, or – Tevin Jenkins, but maybe it's because they're extremely high on Cam Clark. Maybe they look at Cam Clark and they're saying, yeah, we didn't see this guy out here, you know, because he, you know, wasn't, you know, active, you know, a lot of times. But we know that this guy's going to be able to be worked into this system. We know that he's going to be able to really produce here at a level. We could put him in right guard and he's going to be fine. Do you think that that was the thinking with Joe Douglas and that probably is what led to them passing on a guard and being comfortable with that to then – take, uh, you know, more uh, in the second round? Uh, that's a possibility. Um, but, again, I still feel like we got, um, you know, when you ha- in the second round you have a chance to get still top-talented um, O-line guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, ju- I just felt like, you know, the Tevin Jenkins or the, the Creed Humphrey could have been solid picks as well. Because uh, we we don't okay. know about you know we don't know what he's going to do if he comes in right um, yeah. who was he yeah. a fifth round pick for us right uh, Cam Clark last year yeah he was he was somewhere yeah. in the early, late mid rounds yeah but I mean you know that's that yeah. that's worked with him but I I hear your take there um, because I, like I said I, I had a lot I had a lot of back and forth is, with a lot of Jets fans that yeah. said the same thing yeah the other thing too is we you know we have um, Corey Davis we got Denzel Mims. Um, and there's still other guys, right? Other receivers on the team as well. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just my take. I mean, listen, the receiver he, he yeah. he's a dynamic player. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, we'll see how how everything fits in, right? With with um, Corey yeah. Davis and Denzel Mims as well. So, Plus, you know, Chris Chris Herndon at tight end too. So yeah, I'll be yeah. Well, you know, Chris Herndon is a little. I'm not a big Chris Herndon fan, but the Herndon Hive stays on me. So, you know, I'm just letting y'all know I still think he sucks. But, hey, it is what it is. So, <laughs> when you look at the situation yeah. here, we also took Michael Carter as well uh, in that fourth round. And I was a little shocked because it was like a running back. I thought, you know, we were okay there. What are your thoughts about his selection? Yeah. I think actually I mentioned this to you on the last call um, mm-hmm. that um, if Trey Sermon was available on that fourth-round pick. And mm-hmm. yeah, I know you weren't high on on the running back, um, but yeah, I love mm-hmm. I love the Michael Carter pick. I love that pick. I, mean, mm-hmm. I look at his highlights, and um, you know, I don't I don't see any other running back on the team that's doing what this guy is doing. So um, mm-hmm. for me, he has to you know he has to come in as the number one running back, or <clears throat> even if he if he if he doesn't, you know, a couple of weeks he should he should be the number one clearly. Yeah. Clearly, you, you invested the, you invested your pretty much your, your third pick, right? Well, not coming yeah. to Zach Wilson, but you invested that pick on Michael Carter. So I, I think he has to be the impact player. You know, start. He has to mm. be able to start. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, we'll we have, see. Again, we have to have I, at least four starters out of this draft. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be in the mix. I mean, to me, when I saw that, I said, wow, okay, you got, you know, Tevin Coleman, you got P. Ryan, you got Ty Johnson, you got Josh Adams. You know, he's coming in. It's, we're going to have, what, five backs there? Uh, I look at mm-hmm. the situation. I'm like, okay, well, where does he fit? You know, where does he fit here? Is he an early down back? Is he a third down back? You know, I know it's value. I, I get that he's a solid player. You know, I watch him run. But it's like, okay, well, where are we going with that? So we're going to see. He's going to push somebody out the door. Because I don't know if we're going to keep five, six running backs. That's a, that's a lot of backs, so we'll see what happens there. But I want to get your thoughts on this, too. Some of the p- selections defensively in these late rounds, the fifth and sixth round, you know, I'm kind of excited about, and especially about these two guys that are now linebackers, you know, Sherwood and Nesraldine, they're coming in, and these are guys that are former safeties. Now they're coming in to be linebackers. They're going to be kind of hybrid guys here. What are your thoughts about some of the selections later on, particularly those two backers? Do you think that Sulla is going to be able to work with these guys and have these guys, you know, really come in and produce? I hope so, um, because we, we definitely need the help, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't surprised that we went so heavy on the defensive line after we took on uh, Michael Carter, because, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that was what our one, two, three, four, four four on the offense side, right? So I know they would probably go yeah. heavy on the defense afterwards. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, th- those guys, um, you know, it's like, you know, you're, you're swinging, <laughs> swinging to the fence, you know, it, it could be hit or miss, right, on some of these guys. Um, they all have talent, so I guess, you know, it's just going to be a matter of, you know, how how well Robert Sala is able to, um, you know, bring these guys up to speed and utilize them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah. the, the tail, you know, tail of the tape is still out for Robert South to see how he's actually going to, you know, coach a team one, right. And utilize yeah. these guys as well. You know, cause you know, yeah. going yeah, from well. a coach to a head coach, you know, we, it's, it's not, not that simple, not that easy. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how he actually coached the team and utilize these players. Yeah, it is. It's going to be interesting. So my final question before I let you go, is, <laughs> excuse me, if you look at this situation here and you have to grade the Jets draft, what are you giving the Jets? For me, I'm going to give them a solid <laughs> B, B plus. Um, not an A. Okay. Not an A. Okay. I, just, I just felt like, I just felt like, you know, with those two third picks, right, those two third-round picks, I mean, listen, if, mm-hmm. if you're giving them an A now and not having the two third-round picks, right, you just mm-hmm. have to think, you know, just imagine, you know, having the two third-round picks as well, right, how much yeah, but the more thing is the third round team could have done, right? Yeah, I hear you, but the value in those two third-round picks to move up and get Vera Tucker, I throw those two third-round picks away any day of the week. To get a top-five offensive lineman in a draft, you move up, you know, from 23 to 14, and you only gave up two first-round picks. You only gave up two. And you got a fourth mm-hmm. back as mm-hmm. well, which he then traded and, you know, kind of maneuvered around and got more picks off of that. Dude, that is a steal. To get what, a top yeah. lineman, it, some, some people consider him the it, best it guard makes, in the draft. Some people do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, it to makes get a that lot guy, of sense. when you have a huge hole yeah. at left guard, you have a huge hole at guard, period. Yeah. But you have a huge hole. It makes a lot of sense. That's a steal to me. That's a steal. Yeah, it it makes a lot of sense um, because Mm -hmm. one, you know, Makai Beckton kept getting hurt last year, so it's kind of like, 
you know, hey, we got to make sure that, you know, if Beckton gets hurt, yeah. this guy can slide into left tackle, right? So yeah. that pick made a lot of sense. And what, what made more sense about that pick was that this wasn't a one-year thing Joe Douglas was thinking about because we still have, yeah. you know, a lot of picks next year as well. So, we you know, we can now yeah. go get a top defensive guy come next year, you know, in the first round if needed, right? Top corner or something like that. So, um, yeah. You know that 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 was a smart move. I just, I just hate that we lost the two third round picks, but um, mm-hmm. it definitely made up for it. Um, yeah, it's just the cost of doing yeah. business, man. So listen, Colin, I yeah. gotta get back to these yeah. lines, man. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in. It was a blast to speak to you. All right. Yeah. Take care, Joe. All right. You have a good one. Listen, a lot of people calling in. I respect everybody's takes. I've gone back and forth with a lot of people that have talked about uh. You know, looking at the situation and saying, ah, I don't know about the trade-up for Vera Tucker as well. He thought, you know, hey, keeping those two third-round picks. But to me, man, it's like, man, you keep those two third-rounders and you miss out on Vera Tucker. I don't know if that's a good move. Getting aggressive, moving up, getting your guy, and just tossing away two third-rounders and getting a fourth back, I think that's a solid move there, man. Salute to Joe Douglas, man. We're going to keep getting to these lines, man. we got callers. We're going to keep getting to these lines. I'm going to Chris next, 857-857. Chris, I'm coming directly to you. Chris, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in, man. Give me your favorite pick of this draft for the New York Jets. Oh, man, I'm going to to surprise people, man, with with my favorite pick. Undrafted free agent Kenny Yaboa. That was my favorite pick. Okay, from old. Okay, okay. Let's start. Well, you know, I that was, was my get, favorite I, we, thing. We talked a little bit about guys. Okay, tell me why you're so excited about him because I know that there are people I, that are this guy excited about him. And what he brings to the table as a tight end. Oh man, he reminds me of a lot of Jordan Reed, a four-year guy at Temple. Then he went to Ole Miss. Loves football. I wanted him in the mm-hmm. fourth round. I think the Jets got themselves a steal with that guy and mm-hmm. the tight end. And if you look at the tight ends in, in the room, Chris Herndon dropping balls, that's not going to yep. um, fly. And, you know, and as far as the pass-catching receiver, and I rated him as the second best in the draft. I don't know how he slipped um, as far as, yeah. you know, how he got undrafted. But, uh, you know, if you play football, college football for four years, and, you know, and you succeeded Ole Miss, I mean, this guy is a baller, man, and 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 Ole Miss has some guys in terms of receiving the NFL um, that pan out pretty good. If you look at if you look at the history of Ole Miss uh, receivers and stuff, but I like Kenny yep. Boa, man. I, I really like that pick um, for the Jets, man. I really, I, I to be honest with you, you know, the the later portion of the draft, the after the third round. I mean, I like the, the running back, but when we went for all those defensive backs, I didn't know who these guys were. But I, Joe Douglas really did well on the undrafted free agents. He did a excellent mm-hmm. job. So I give the draft. Yeah. I give people say A plus. I give the draft an A plus. And I'm I'm very cynical as a Jet fan. I look for gloom and yeah. gloom all the time, man. <laughs> I'm a gloom and gloom fan. You look at what is feeling to fall I, in, man. Listen, here I'm, we go. I've been there. I've I've talked to fans. I've never really been a doom and gloom guy. I have been a guy to kind of call it how I see it, though. And, uh, you know, I've I've had some moments where I've had, you know, to let loose a couple times on this franchise, 
And I didn't feel good about yeah. doing it, but damn it, somebody had to do it. It had to be done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were like a clown I show out that. there, baby. We was looking terrible. Come on. Come on, You know, we, the McCagnin and the Gay yeah, Tiger and dealing with Jamal. I, know, Adam, I, I was here through all of that. Yeah. Like, and it was bad. I know. But the thing is, we turned it around, Chris. We didn't turn it around. Yes. And we moved forward. We got a new coach in Sulla. He's brought his staff yes. in. We got Joe Douglas, one of the best GMs in the league. I'm telling you, we're doing things the right way now. And that's what's going to lead me to my next question for you. Because I know you're excited about a couple of the, uh, the, the undrafted guys. I want to talk about some of the guys we drafted. And let me tell you something. Okay. There's a lot of negativity around this trade up for Vera Tucker. I loved it. Okay? And I'm not just saying that well, because you I'm get, a UFC you, guy. That's, that, no, that's not look, what I'm saying. Look, that okay? Guy, I'm that not a homer. Is a, is a, yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's but, the but best player. your thoughts did, about that trade. Listen, you got to go get the guy you want. And if you look at Makai Beckton and what he did last year, trust uh, Joe Douglas when he says offensive lineman. I trust him when yeah. he rates. He's an offensive lineman. He knows what it is. The last time we had two pro, if you have two Pro Bowl, um, I don't think anybody has three Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl um, uh, linemen <laughs> or four Pro Bowl. You, yeah. I think you have yeah. two guys that are potentially Pro Bowl. You know, you can fill the the, mm. the, the gap with with decent guys, and, and, and you know, you know, and the center's pretty good too. So. I think we're I think we're good uh, on offensive line. I don't think everybody needed to and you know panic on that. I mean, third round picks. I mean, when has third round picks have worked out for this team? Let's let's let's, yeah. let's be honest. What third round pick has be, actually become a great player and and half the world? Give me one. I mean, I'm waiting. Oh. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, no, look. I, I, I respect it, Chris. I respect it. You know, but look, I look at the situation. I say to myself, two third-round picks for a top lineman. Some people think that Vera Tucker yeah. is the best lineman in the draft. You can't argue about it. Okay, you no. do it. Especially when you get in the fourth rounder back, you do it. Like, you, you don't yeah. say no to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer in my mind. But, again, I think there's a lot of people, you know, that are – they want to nitpick or they just feel strongly about those two-thirds because they wanted to target other players. You know, maybe the mid rounds of the draft in those third I mean, rounds. How many but players I think we did a solid job there. We got a hundred draft picks. Like, how many players you think gonna gonna <laughs> draft? You're gonna be John Isaac and take like like thirty players? <laughs> you know, that's crazy to think that, man. Uh, how you gonna do that? Well, you know, uh, you know, and, and yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I look at the situation and I say, look, if I'm Joe Douglas and I get the top, you know, again, arguably the top guard in the draft. For two yeah. thirds and a fourth, what I'm more do you like, want from me? I mean, come no, on! Like, mean, what else could he do? <laughs> what else could he do? That, you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, Listen, I know, it, I know. A lot of Jet fans are like, are, 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 you know, look at the draft and they want all these players and everything. Listen, yeah. out of all this draft you're going through in the team, we can rest assured that this team is going to be competitive, and they're going to yeah. actually be, they're going to be competitive, and you're going to see good football. On a seven, and the best yeah. thing about this draft, and this is my last mm-hmm. thing, is Adam Gates mm-hmm. is gone. Adam Gates gone. is gone, and so he's gone. And so whatever yeah. happens after this, hey, I'm, I'm good. Adam Gates is gone, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. You know, Chris, I salute to you. I'm right there with you. Get out of here. Did anybody want Gates here for? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. 
We have so many young players. We talk about this running back core right now. P. Ryan, uh, Ty Johnson, Adams, guess what? We couldn't figure out what they were good at or what they weren't good at, right? Because he wanted to feature Frank Gore 24 hours a damn day. We couldn't figure it out. We couldn't see, hey, is P. Ryan really who we think he is? Is Ty Johnson? We saw flashes. We saw plays where people were like, yes, you know, this guy has the ability. And then they take ass right to the bench, and Frank Gore would be giving the ball 40 times in the fourth quarter. Just insanity. The offense was terrible. No motions. Sam Darnold can't audible. Oh, I'm so glad that time was over. That was nothing but a damn clown show. Oh, then I remember he had people talking about, well, let's just give him one more year and see what happens. You're smoking crack. Stop. Please stop. So glad we moved on from Adam Gaze. That time is over. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Please call in. Salutes to everybody watching me, no matter where you're watching me from. Please, you know what I'm saying? If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please subscribe to the channel. Turn on your notifications as well. You know what I'm saying? So when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Salutes to everybody. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Jay Long, GVH, salute to you as well. Salute to Jay Johnson. Jay Johnson says, I think we could have pulled off at least four to five wins with this coaching staff and the same player. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people look at this situation and saying, hey, if we had better coaching, we would have figured out a lot of these what the, a lot of these younger guys are than now. And now we're still trying to figure things out. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna get back to these lines again. Five one five six zero two nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Please call in. Listen, when you call in, don't call in and hang up, call in and hang up. I can see you, okay? If you call in and hang up, I can never bring you on, you'll be in the abyss. Okay? I call seven one four, please call back in. I want to hear from you. So we're going to come back. 914, I'm coming directly to you. 914, salute. Let's talk Jets. Let's talk draft. How are you feeling about this New York Jets draft? What is your favorite pick? Well, I'm excited about the draft. I mean, the easy answer is obviously going to be quarterback. But honestly, I I like the Elijah Vera Tucker pick. That was good. Okay. Yeah. Although, although what about everybody get, else? Yeah, yeah, no. Before getting any longer, I like to watch the draft, but, you know, I saw sad news during the draft. Apparently, former Jets tight end and Super Bowl three champ Pete Lammons drowned at the age of 77. Yeah. He passed. Yeah. So yeah um, you know, yeah, my thoughts and prayers are with his family as well. You know, that that is sad. And it's, it's always sad to hear about, you know, former players that, you know, pass away. So respect to him. And, and again, my thoughts and prayers are with his family. So, yeah. So moving, moving aside from that, um, because that's a very sensitive topic there. You said when you looked at this draft and you saw the situation, you liked the Vera Tucker pick. What about other picks though? How are you feeling well, about like Zach Wilson? I, I, didn't like you... all, I didn't like all the picks, you know, outside of the defensive, the final one, the defensive tackle. Eh, you know, but for the most part, the rest of the draft was pretty good, you know. This is the first time since 1983 where they spent four consecutive picks on offense. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah. is yeah, just... I mean, well, that that's what that's what the doctor ordered. We had huge problems here. We all, 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 we have a thirty second ranked offense two years in a row. Like, <laughs> was there anywhere else that you could go? You had to address the offense here. Otherwise, you'd be a clown. You had to do something. There was no way that Joe Douglas could look at this situa- situation and go, oh, well, yeah, you know, I could take a defensive player maybe in the second. No, you have to address the offense. And I think he did a very phenomenal job. You know, again, I was a big Justin uh, a Fields guy, but Zach Wilson, you know, the draft pick, I like him. I like what he brings to the table. I like you know what I'm saying? That uh, I like his arm. I like his football IQ. He has some things there. Um, Vera Tucker, that straight up, again, two third-rounders and getting back a fourth-rounder for a solid lineman. But some people call mm-hmm. him the best offensive guard in the draft. I love it. I love that move. The Elijah Moore pick shocked me. But the value that you get in there is unbelievable with this kid. It's crazy. Yeah. He's off the charts. You putting him into this wide receiving core, and, man, he's going to be able to take off, especially with the weapons that we have. And that's going to be my next question for you is a lot of people look at the selection of Elijah Moore and they're saying, okay, we got this guy here. We took him in the second round. Now it's time to get rid of Crowder. Let's get him up out of here. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I really don't know. I'm just going to say this. Like, I probably think Crowder will be here for this season. I don't know if he's going to be here beyond that. We'll probably keep him for at least bare minimum is this season. Yeah. 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 I hear you, man. I look, I look at the situation. I'm saying, look, we should keep Crowder. When you look at the injuries that we suffered along our offensive line, or excuse me, along our wide receiving core, especially last year, Mims being out for a, a bit of time, Rashad Perryman was missing time. We had Chris Hogan starting at one point. Dotson, who we had brought in to be a starter as well, he opted out. There were so many issues along our, 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 our wide receiver core. It was insane. It was insanity. We were missing so many people, and you saw it affect the offense. It was completely crazy. But my final question for you before I let you go is, you look at this situation, and you, you're here with, the Jets, here with the Jets. We had a heck of a draft. You look at the situation, there's other teams as well, you know, in the AFC East that have solid drafts too, man. Outside of the Jets, who do you think in the AFC East had the best draft? Who do you think did? I haven't really paid attention to any other teams, honestly. Mm. I mean, probably the better draft, I'd probably hate to say it, but probably Miami. I don't, I'm not a big Mac okay. Jones guy, so... Like, they don't scare me as much, New England. Okay. Although I will okay. say yes. this before look. we go, before I leave. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. We're going to look back on this off season as a whole, as the off season that defined the Jets as a franchise. Mm. Okay. Okay. Look, I respect that, man. I absolutely respect that. This is <laughs> Listen, I want to, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, man. You have a good night. Thank you for calling in. Listen, that was a fire call. You had some takes there, and I want to respect them. But I look at the situation, and I don't understand, man. I'm so excited about this draft. The only question, and I understand some people have these questions, is, hey, could we have gotten more offensive line help? I, I understand that. Only getting one O-lineman, you know, in the draft, I can understand that. Especially, again, we wanted to rid ourselves of Van, uh, Van Roten and Lewis. We wanted to get both of those guys out of here as soon as possible. As soon as possible. We got a, you know, we got a left guard. We got a guy in Vera Tucker. 
Now we'll see what goes, what happens on that right side going forward, man. And again, to me, it seems like they're high on Cam Clark at this point. I think that Cam Clark is the guy that they're looking at and saying he's going to come in and be really be able to fill the role and have some significant impact this upcoming year. And it's also going to be interesting to see, you know, who gets pushed out of that situation too. You know, is it going to be Alex Lewis? Is it going to be, you know, Van Roten? Who's going to get, you know, moved? So, but salute to everybody in the chat, man. Again, please subscribe if you have not subscribed. Give my uh, stream a thumbs up. Salute to Jay Long. Salute to everybody. Sean Bennett, everybody that's in the chat, man. All the savages. Salute to all of you, man. You know, this has been one heck of a show. We've got so much going on with the Jets. So many takes to be had. Man, I'm just, I'm, like I said, I'm just so excited about everything. So excited about everything that we have done in this draft. I really, really am. I understand, you know, some people are negative or there, there's some negativity around the Vera Tucker trade up, but I love it, dude. I love it. Anytime that you can do anything to better the life of young, your young quarterback that you just took so that he doesn't end up like quarterbacks of the past, bro, you do it. You do it, bro. You do it immediately especially when you don't have to mortgage, you know, a ton of future capital. Man, two third-rounders get you possibly the best guard in the draft? I'm signing up for that all day. (laughs) Signing up for it all day. And I'm telling you, Michael Carter from UNC, again, that that pick surprised me. I want to see what happens there. Who's going to come out of the scrum? Will we carry five running backs? These are big-time questions, man. Big-time questions. You got P. Ryan. You got Ty Johnson. You got Josh Adams. You got Tevin Coleman. Where is Carter going to fit within that? Is, it, is, it, is he going to be a third down back? Is he going to be a starter? I know the kid can run. He's a beast. I think he had something like 1,200 yards, and he was sharing time. This, this guy – this guy could really do some things, man. So I'm excited, especially about, the again, the, the, the defensive picks towards the end of the draft. I like that as well. The two backers that we got, those guys, hybrid players can be brought in, do different stuff. The cornerbacks that we had as well, Eccles, Carter, Pinnock, we're going to see what they do. They're definitely going to push for that slot corner spot. You know, hell, they might not even push for that. We saw him bring in Hall. Hall was drafted late in the late in the in the draft, and we see this guy's our number two corner right now. Some people think that Hall should be our number one, and he's shown big flashes last year. We were all excited about him, some of the things that he was doing, and he was facing a lot of really good wide receivers last year as well, and held his own, and held his own. It's a young rookie doing his thing, man. So, I like. <coughs> excuse me, I really really like what we did in this draft. Really really liked it. Really liked it. And, again, we can continue to build. There's still guys out there as well that we can bring in to address certain positions. We can still go get Poole. We can still go get Sherman as well. Richard Sherman's still out there as of right now. He's still out there. Maybe they go attack that mode and get him and bring him into the fold. So there's a lot of things that we can do, man, and I'm really excited about the direction of this football team. And I'm really excited that Joe Douglas – unlike a lot of the general managers in the past, are doing what it takes to make sure that their quarterback is put in a position to succeed, man. Put in a position to succeed. 
so many times in the past, there's just big-time issues with that. Guys that did not understand how to help their young quarterbacks out and surrounding them with talent. Could not attack impact, uh, positions of impact on the offensive side of the ball. We saw that so much. There were so many drafts, especially the McCagnan draft, where you were just going to sleep by the second pick. <laughs> Just no reason to be awake. Guys like Christian Hackenberg in the second round, passing up on big-time talent that can help you up front. Those days are over. The New York Jets have changed, and Joe Douglas is leading the damn franchise in the right direction. So I'm going to get off my soapbox, folks, and I'm going to end the show. Again, I want to thank everybody for calling in. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal show. It's great to talk to everybody live. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. It's three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, okay? And I'll troll you right back. No problem. No problem at all. You know? That's what I'm all about. And I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. I'll have it on. At all times. Salute to Joe Douglas. You can also follow the show's page as well at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead, please, go there. Go watch my content. Give my videos a thumbs up. Subscribe and turn on your notifications. And if you want to troll me under the comments as well, go ahead. I have no problems. You can troll me. I don't have no issues. I'll go back and forth with you. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Arms out, chest open. Again, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you nothing. Don't listen to anybody. The hugs will always remain free, all right? So you folks have a good one. Peace.